Is there a reason you're here? I'd prefer to do this without you hovering over my shoulder. A simple question, Cecile. Did you ever love me? She had the decency to avoid his eyes as she answered, Truthfully, Nathaniel, no, I never did. The answer did not surprise him, nor did it cause new pain. Any feelings he'd ever had for her had turned to ash long ago. Then she raised her beautiful eyes to his and said, Nathaniel, you're a decent, handsome man, but you need a woman more like yourself. I detest this place. I detest the mosquitoes. I detest the mud. I detest living in the middle of nowhere without anything to do or any place to go. I need the theater and dinner parties, and gaiety, not chickens and trees. He didn't bother to reply. She'd never understood how much this land meant to the people here. To her way of thinking, land had no value. If it didn't sit beneath a fancy house. During the first months of their marriage, he'd hoped she would one day come to appreciate the raw vitality and potential of Michigan but that was not to be. So you only married me for what, my name? Frankly, yes. I was desperate, and at the time you were my salvation. But I don't need saving any more. What will you tell your father? He asked her then. The Reverend Gould would demand an explanation when he saw the decree dissolving the marriage. That you changed after the war, and we no longer suited. Nate supposed the lie was close enough to the truth. The war had changed him. The haunting sounds of men screaming as they died still echoed inside him, especially at night. If he closed his eyes, he could see the dark clouds of cannon fire, smell the gagging stench of burned flesh and powder in the air. The horrifying memories of Fort Pillow had come home with him, and he could not shake them. And your lovers, what will you tell your father about them? She stopped packing, unable to mask the surprise on her face. The Nate Grayson who'd marched off to fight for Mr. Lincoln in 1863 would never have broached such a subject. Even when confronted with her adulterous behavior, he had blindly set aside his doubts, knowing that of all the men Cecile could have married, she'd said yes only to him, Nate Grayson, an eighteen-year-old farm boy. But he was older now, in age and in spirit. Nate asked her again about her father and her lovers. There is no need for my father to know anything other than what I tell him. Cecile remarked sharply. She swept all the tiny bottles holding her perfumes and cosmetics atop the dressing table into a large leather valise. If the country can start anew, Nathaniel, so can I. I wouldn't dream of stopping you, he replied, his eyes cold. She paused and stared, as if that, too, had been unexpected. 
Surely, Cecile, you didn't think I would care that you're leaving? Not after all you've done? She laughed, a forced fake sound. No, Nathaniel, although I wasn't really certain you'd actually agree to the decree, considering how provincial you farm people are about things like this. Every man expects his wife to be faithful, Cecile, provincial or not. Well, next time, choose a nice provincial girl. Maybe she'll be more appreciative of that long, drawn-out rutting you seem to enjoy. The barb hurt, just as she'd intended. He bore it, though, because she would be out of his life soon, taking the hurt with her. He left the room, and Cecile, intent upon packing her many pairs of shoes, didn't even look up.